Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and today's episode is another classic from our podcast's archives. In this one, we talk about a mineral that you could say is man-made, but it isn't produced in any lab or forge. It's trinitite, the glass that was created when the first nuclear weapons tests melted desert sand. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It was theoretical physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer who chose the codename Trinity for his trial run of atomic weapons, though he could never remember why. As a participant in the Manhattan Project, he oversaw the construction of four atomic bombs. By the spring of 1945, the U.S. military had started looking for a place to test one of them out. Sites in California, Colorado, and Texas were considered before the Pentagon chose a patch of terrain at the White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico as the site of the Trinity Project. On July 16, 1945, at 5.29 a.m. Mountain Time, a plutonium bomb, known simply as the Gadget, was detonated at the site. This marked the first deployment of an atomic weapon in recorded history. Within a month, the United States used two atomic bombs to level both Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan, helping bring World War II to an end and sending a very clear and violent message to other world powers. So began the atomic age. Back in New Mexico, scientists discovered that the explosion that had started it all left something behind— Nuclear physicist Herbert L. Anderson and his driver inspected the Trinity blast site shortly after the bomb detonated. Over the radio, he announced that the area had turned all green. A layer of small glassy beads covered the crater. Most were olive green in color, though some samples were black or reddish in hue. The substance is now known as trinitite. Plenty of trinitite was still there in September 1945 when a Time magazine report described the crater as a lake of green jade shaped like a splashy star. Physicists realized that this trinitite was desert sand that had melted down during the blast and then re-solidified. Our understanding of trinitite has changed recently. At first, scientists assumed that the grains of sand that turned into this material had melted at ground level. But a 2010 study found that the sand was actually pulled up into the heart of the explosion, where high temperatures liquefied it. The stuff later rained down, cooled, and turned solid. There are no laws against buying or selling trinitite samples that have already been collected, but it's now illegal to remove this substance from the blast field. You won't find much of it on site anyway. America's Atomic Energy Commission bulldozed over the nuclear test site in 1953. In the process, a bounty of trinitite was buried underground. And buyers beware, there's a lot of phony trinitite on the market. Trinitite is indeed radioactive. However, it's been deemed basically safe by a health physics survey. So the glassy beads were snatched up in huge quantities by souvenir-hungry visitors to the site. Jewelry created with trinitite was even made for the purpose of propaganda. These kinds of glassy residues are left behind whenever nuclear weapons go off at the ground level. They've been recovered in the wake of atomic tests over such places as the Algerian desert. But the name trinitite is typically reserved for specimens found at the original Trinity site at the White Sands Missile Range. Some scientists prefer to call material found in other parts of the world atom site. Today's episode is based on the article, Trinitite, How the First Nuclear Bomb Turned Sand to Glass, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. Rainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.